0: This is the Loud Pedal
1: Podcast with Chris Stubbs and Lee Holdsworth. Well, hello, and welcome to our special edition of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Lee Holdsworth joins me. Our last step was in the lead up to Albert Park. Since then, our sport, our country, and the world has been turned on its head without any shadow of a doubt. Lee, thanks for your time. How are you handling the situation?
2: G'day Stubbsy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very strange, isn't it? It's, it's hard to know how to put it into words because I've mm. never been, well, none of us have been through anything like this before. And, you know, obviously trying to stay isolated and look after the kids, keeping them safe um, and, and also keeping everyone else safe is, um, but it's a bit, you know, it's a bit of an anxious time. You, it's, it's hard to know how to handle it and how long it's going to go for.
1: What have you been doing to keep busy? Obviously, you have to keep fit somehow.
2: Yeah, well, there's plenty of time for fitness. Uh, <laughs> and, and fortunately, I've, I've always done my fitness at home, in my home gym. And so I can continue to do that. But just trying to have some kind of new daily routine, you know, I get up, I do my fitness in the mornings, then I uh, I, I spend a bit of time with, the, with Alana and the kids and, and then try to get on the, the E-series onto the... Uh, yep. the computer and do some training for our e-series uh, competition that's coming up which will be fun but yeah apart from that you know spending a lot of time on the computer and just just staying inside as much as i can but it's yeah. it's very frustrating i just want to go racing again it's killing me
1: <laughs> yep well mate supercars is our world but the entire world is hurting and hurting hard at the moment we acknowledge this has been a shocking time across the board we're catching up this week from our homes and our thoughts with those who have been most affected. And we all have to varying degrees, as Lee just said. But of course, we think of those who are suffering through a loss of health, employment, income, right through to the exhausted professionals that are trying to combat this virus. We're not going to dwell on the issues too much today. There's enough negativity around in the world at the moment, but hopefully this episode gives you an update on the sport you love. And provides a bit of entertainment along with that information because God knows we could all use a distraction at the moment. Ahead, Supercar CEO Sean Seema outlines what's next for supercars, while the always outspoken Barry Ryan joins us ahead of his starring role in the fly on the wall documentary about Erebus Motorsport that debuts this week. So at this point, Supercar CEO Sean Seema, long time listener, first time caller, Sean, testing times for you and every CEO in this country at the moment notwithstanding everyone else in the community, but uh, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. Well, no supercar CEO has had to navigate the sport through a situation as challenging as this in the history of our sport. How are you coping at the moment?
0: Yeah, good. I mean, I've got a really good team around me. Uh, The team owners are great. Uh, we're focused on what we can control and not getting distracted
2: by the things that we can't. And and that's how we're moving forward. Sean, it's, uh, you know, I think the big question on all the drivers lips um, and, and, you know, in a lighthearted way, we just want to go racing again, but obviously we understand the, uh, the safety precautions we all need to take, but when can we go back racing? This is driving me nuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, I think everybody wants to go racing again. Don't worry about that, Uh, and me as much as anybody. I think. Look, it's it's an evolving situation, and it has been. You know, it feels like this has been going on for months, but we're only two weeks into this uh, as it evolves. And as I said, we're we're focusing on what we can control, and 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 that is um, what what the world can look like when we come back racing. Um, One of the key things that we have to work through is that uh, estimating when we might see. a lightning or, or lessening of restrictions but the big thing that we're doing to get you back out on track lee is that we're spending a lot of time to assess what our minimum viable product is because unlike a lot of other sports um, we've got quite a lot of people to be able to execute our game or our races so if you look at current team sizes the number of guys working on each car then you look at the tv crew you look at the officials you look at security just that basic fundamental group pushes us up over 500. So the team's working really hard at the moment to get that number down so that even if uh, we're still dealing with a situation where only uh, 500 people are allowed in, in one place at one time for an outdoor gathering, uh, but we are able to cross borders that that we can get going again with a TV owning product as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, we can't wait for that. And, and, how bad is this for business how bad is this for supercars
0: well look it's it's a challenging time for everybody it's, it's not unique to us or, or our partners uh, what we've got to do is is whatever we can to, to manage costs and our cost base over this period of time and but still be ready to get going uh, on the outside and on the other side of this and you know, to be fair our government partners our, our sponsors, everybody's been really supportive of us this is a sport with a lot of passion behind it and you see that passion come through in the form of support when times get tough
1: Sean I assume supercars like most other major organizations like we've seen in AFL NRL has not been immune to job losses where's that situation stand at the moment
0: yeah, look, it, it's a, an evolving uh, and, and it changes, you know, quite frequently. But yeah. the, the the reality is that because of the amount of time that we spend on the road, we've got a tremendous amount of annual leave built up. So, like many other businesses right now, um, we've got people in motorsport and events and hospitality. Um, anyone that's that's essentially not working on on the e series right now, uh, it is. Uh, taking the time to clear some annual leave and, and then as the situation evolves we'll continue to adapt.
1: Okay that's promising what about pay cuts for drivers and executives have seen arguments backwards and forwards has got quite nasty in Victoria anyway from an AFL point of view is that a situation that you're facing assessing or have already taken up?
0: Yeah look I think I mean I, I don't know you know the driver's contract with the teams right so it, it's not my responsibility or or the series' responsibility to manage that. But I think everybody realises that this is a very unique and unprecedented situation, and everybody's going to have to take it on the chin in order to survive and come out the other side.
1: Lee, it's always an awkward question anytime people talk about money, but is a pay cut something you have been asked or you're considering or you'd be willing to do? What's your approach to it? Well,
2: I think the fact is that we're all in this together, and and we all want to keep the sport going, obviously, mm. and the teams going. So, we we'll all do everything we can to help, um, and and if that means that, you know, we uh, we take a, a hit with with our pay, then, um, you know, I, I think that we'd be we'll be willing to do so if that means that it, the sport keeps going. So. Um, yeah you know it's the last thing we want to do. we we, we all need to feed our families and and um, you know keep keep the bills going. but um, at the same time we need to survive. So you know we all need to be paid accordingly and we're doing everything we can as drivers to keep the fans entertained, keep our sponsors entertained um, and give them airplay, which we're going to do through mm. through Fox Motorsports still K.O. and everything like that through this e series. so we're putting in a lot of time ourselves. So, but yeah, absolutely. To, to answer your question, yeah, we're, we're doing everything we can to help.
1: Yeah, good to hear. Will all the teams, Sean, be able to survive this? Is it too early to say? Because there'd be a lot of fans out there that would be starting to, to question perhaps the longevity of, of their favourites.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, before we get to that, Chris, if I can, I just want to thank Lee and, and all the other drivers for the spirit in which they've embraced the E-Series. Uh, it is a, a unique thing for us to be able to do, and, and the way that Lee and the other guys have just jumped on board and done whatever it takes to make it happen, uh, whether they're familiar with simulators or not, I think it's been outstanding, and it's a testament to the attitude of our drivers and their commitment to keeping the sport going. So um, thank you to to all of them. And, and fair play.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we will get to the E-Series in a little mm, more detail. I know Lee is licking his lips to get involved in that. He's been studying Monza, which is uh, round one, along with, with Philip Islandstown, I think. <laughs> I just cut you off. You're about to, uh, to answer perhaps the financial position of the team.
0: Yeah, look, I think it, from what I've been, from the conversations that I've had with them, they're in the same place as every other business in Australia, and, and they're working through, the same best practices around staff management and AL, al balances cost management so you know the teams are businesses and and they're taking exactly the same actions as everybody else at this point in time
2: sean is there anything you can do uh, to to help the teams get through this or, or help the the staff um, it, from a financial perspective is there, is there anything you you can do as a ceo to help these teams get through this time make sure we do have a sport after all this
0: yeah absolutely and and, and that's my number one priority at the moment is is keeping the sport relevant keeping the sport live in the market the e series the docu series uh, working through other things that we could potentially be doing. How do we create content, new TV shows with Fox? So so we're working through everything that we can to help ensure that the the teams and the sponsors and all the partners of the sport can extract value uh, and continue to support it. That's the number one priority.
1: Yeah, good to hear. Sean, who, who are you actually dealing with in all these discussions that you must be having? It's a very high-level discussions, I imagine, who are the people, the organisations that you're taking the advice from in trying to find solutions as we work through this?
0: Uh, I mean, uh, the, the short answer is everybody. But, yeah. You know, yep. Obviously, we're, we're talking to NASCAR about what they're doing, IndyCar, mm-hmm. uh, trying, to under, trying to understand what they're doing from a sport point of view. We're talking to the governments around what their restrictions are. Uh, what support they're putting in place for small and medium businesses, which obviously apply to many of the teams in the series. So uh, it's all day, every day with with everybody, um, you know, from sponsors to the guys at Fox. So whilst we're not racing, obviously it's a complex situation. And and whilst uh, we're all doing the right thing by the business uh, from a cost point of view, a lot of us are busier than we've ever been.
1: Yeah, understandably. Winton, June 5 to 7 is next on the schedule at the moment. It would appear, you know, obviously, that's why we've got you on to, you know more than we do, but surely with borders closed and the worst, as we understand, still ahead of us, that, that must be un- unlikely to happen.
0: Well, I think that the, the first thing that we need to establish is under what conditions could it happen? And, and that's exactly why we're so focused on what our getting our footprint of an event footprint down as low as possible so that we can go TV only. We're obviously fortunate in that our calendar is, was first of all, quite spaced out uh, when we started the year. We had a break for over the Olympics, which aren't happening. So we've, mm-hmm. we've got some flexibility around July, August, September, and the lead up to Bathurst that we wouldn't necessarily have. We've got experience from last year around doing back-to-back rounds. I think you'll remember we did Tassie into Phillip Island. So look for us to go back-to-back, look for us to do whatever we have to do to get this championship away, and and that includes going into the early next year.
1: Sean, you must be pleading so, with people at, at home to to follow the advice and, and be self-isolating, if, given what you've just said there. I mean, we all need to do it, and we all want everyone to do it, but especially so given what you've just said
0: yeah absolutely i think the sooner we get out of this and through the other side the better for everybody not just supercars or our sport but but for every business and person in australia we came back from the agp and and uh, anybody that had been at the agp hasn't been anywhere near the office Uh, on monday morning or or earlier this week we uh, asked everybody to work from home so we've been following the government's advice uh, they they know what they're doing. They're being advised by medical professionals, and and we're following following that advice.
2: Sean, how many races do we need to have a championship and ha- and 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 crown a champion?
0: Yeah, well, it's an interesting question. I'll probably throw it back to you as well, Lee. I mean, our focus right now is getting the entire championship delivered. Like I said, and if we've got to go through some TV-only events, some back-to-back rounds. Uh, and and run into early next year, then even if we're not starting that in, until later, we believe we can get that away because of the gaps and the turnaround times that we've got. But, you know, I've been asked a lot about, well, what a, what, a, what is the minimum viable number of rounds to, to hand out the silverware at the end of the year? Um, obviously, that's something the commission decides, but uh, uh, I'd probably ask you the same question. I mean, I don't have a personal view um, obviously, my, like I said, my focus is just getting as many races away as possible.
1: What do you reckon, yeah, Lou? sure. Uh, well,
2: yeah, I, I think that it would be fair to... If we did over 50% of the races, yeah. I, I think that it would be fair to crown the champion. Um, but but is, is there an option to have a combined season of 2021? You know, so if we start later in the year, let's say July August and that goes through to uh, mid-year next year could could that potentially be on the on the cards?
0: I don't think we'll need to go that late Lee obviously uh-huh. uh, I think everybody knows that I'm a big fan of trying to get to a summer season I don't know if uh, I don't know if this will be our chance to do it but from everything that we're seeing now even if even if we're not back until later I know, the NRL and AFL are working through multiple scenarios, right? Everyone's got a best case around June and then a worst case sort of late August, early September. Uh, even then, uh, I think we can get this championship done uh, between now and, and when we would need to go again. Um, and, and, you know, maybe we need to flex the start of the next season. But like I say, really the focus is on 2020 right now uh, and, and what potential implications there might be on 2021 at the at the early stages of that season, uh, but not the, not the shape of that entire twenty twenty one season just yet. Okay, yeah. sure.
1: Uh, Sean, I know you did a Q and A on on the website the other day, but just clearing up: people that have bought tickets they get they get refunds. That's that's all in place and already underway, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you can either get a re- refund or you can roll it forward to the event. Yeah,
1: when it runs. Yeah. As a Kiwi, I think Lee had a. An interesting uh, idea and a couple of questions about New Zealand, Sean. Sure.
2: Yeah, so I, obviously with, with Hampton uh, Downs being the the round that was going to run this year, would it make sense to run then consecutive rounds over in New Zealand? So Hampton Downs plus one week later go to Pukekohe. I know I'd love to do that. I know, you know the New Zealand spectators are so keen on their racing. So is that an option?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Obviously, uh, and all jokes aside, I mean, SVG and I were talking about it the other day. Like, actually, if, if if New Zealand gets over the hump earlier, we could just deliver the rest of the championship and, and New Zealand just just to wine, just to wine, rolling and, and all the Aussies up a little bit.
1: Uh, <laughs> if it is just the one round over there, what happens? Does it go back to Pookie now that Anzac? Clash and the bylaw issue is not in play or do you roll on with Hampton Downs?
0: Oh, look, right now our priority is the date, getting the date in, not the venue and making sure that we can get over there. Uh, Yeah, sure, we don't have the bylaw issues, but let's not forget that Josie and and Tony and and the entire team at Hampton Downs stepped up when we needed them. So that, that counts for a lot.
1: Yeah. What about uh, Team Sydney and the refurbishment at SMP? Has, has that funding been prepaid or is that now just everything's up in the air given the budget blowout in New South Wales in particular?
0: Uh, to be honest with you, uh, the last update I have is probably early last week. Um, I know SMSP's proceeding with lights. They're trying to do some minimum amount of track days, but that may have changed. Yeah, uh, that's probably a question for SMSP. Sorry, but okay. I know, I do know, and, and what I did ask, as I'm sure you would expect, is, have you got all of the lights in the country, mm. and and uh, have you got all the hardware to still deliver uh, the night race out at Sydney Motorsport Park, which they have confirmed.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. There's so many things that we know you can only answer so much, and it's evolving so fast. But TV rights still must have been getting pretty close to being done. Is that just on the back burner now, business dealings like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, the priority is to get the championship back up and running. And, and then once, we're, once we've got a clear line of sight on that, and then we'll have a conversation about the TV rights. Obviously, if we do go into next year, it might, there might be some implications there. But our number one priority is getting the product back for our existing TV partners.
2: And, Sean, what does this mean for Gen 3? We, we saw in Formula 1 they've pushed back their regulations for 2022 now. Uh, what, what does this mean for Gen 3?
0: So, obviously, with people on annual both at, at the series and in and, uh, and the teams that were working on that project, we've hit pause on it for a month. I, you know I, Our deadline's still going to be 2022 at this point in time. Uh, but once that team gets back together, Uh, once it's operational I think we can have a a bit better update but that makes some really good progress. I think uh, what we need to do as a sport is use what we're going through right now as a a way to drive even more aggressive cost out from the cars and and make that a higher uh, agenda. It was already high on the agenda for Mm -hmm. Gen 3 don't get me wrong but we need to use this as an opportunity to push through some of the cost savings that might have been up for debate and, and use this as a positive.
1: Sean, in the Q&A Absolutely. as well, I think you said that there would be no new manufacturers next year. Is that is that correct? And and what's the, the background to that, given that we know there's a lot of interest, especially Walkinshaw has said he's been chatting to three. Can you give us some uh, idea around that?
0: No, it'd just be impossible to build a car for next year, yeah. Chris. I mean, it's just it's just logistics, simple logistics. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, Sean, thank you for taking these questions on board. We know that they're uh, they're quite heavy in the context of everything, uh, but we appreciate that you've given the fans an insight. So I think we'll leave uh, the majority of, of coronavirus stuff to the side. We wanted to talk a little bit more about the All Stars E Series, mate. This is very cool and something very few sports can offer and as you said before the the drivers have really and teams have readily embraced this with all of them taking part you must be super proud
0: yeah look i mean again uh thanks to all the drivers all the teams for the spirit in which they've tackled it obviously for us we've, we've been work, if we unwind a little bit we've been working on a, a media strategy that is based around creating ratings when we're not racing so we as a sport know that we can't race every weekend. We would love to, but fifty-two weekends a year is just not feasible. So what other content can we create that keeps the sport relevant and helps broaden our audiences uh, when we're not physically racing? So the e-series and the docu series have been the two big things for us strategically that you know we'd started the docu series last year. This would actually be the third year of the e-series. We started filming the docu series last year. Mm-hmm. This will be the third year of the E series, so we've got a bit of groundwork uh, th- that we've done to to be able to execute this in a really tight turnaround. And and uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. And I think a lot of people are because there's just not much to watch on TV at the moment. Leaf. Yes, yeah, right. I, I,
2: yeah, I, I actually think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, there's so many the 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 options are are endless on what we can do with this series. You know, we can change the formats up. We can trial different formats, uh, which, you know, we've spoken about in the past on whether we do some, you know, reverse grid kind of stuff or, uh, but there's, there's so many options and it's going to make it really entertaining. And the funny thing is that it, it, there's, well, I think the best thing about our sport is we're so uh, different to other sports in that we can actually, show our talent and show still some skills on, uh, in our simulators that relate very much to, to real-life sort of racing circumstances. And, you know, you still have to brake at the very last minute. You, you have to uh, turn in at a specific point. You have to hit your apexes. You have to concentrate at 100% to, to put the lap together. And a lot of us have been doing this for a while now for our training, um, so it's not something new. I mean, there will be some drivers that that are new to it, which will be pretty funny. But uh, <laughs> so I'm hoping that I go all right. But um, I, I think it's gonna actually be be quite entertaining and, and something that, you know, we all say that at the moment it's gonna be a bit of bit of fun, but we know that once we jump in that seat <laughs> it's gonna be we're gonna be pretty serious about beating each other and, and getting our sponsors up the front. So I certainly wanna see the truck assist Mustang up the front and um, I'm doing everything I can to to train for it, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I can't wait to see how Rick Kelly goes, uh, judging by some of his social media <laughs> posts. I think he's had the Atari 2600 out, wondering if that's what he uses. So, um, you know, well, I, I reckon he's
2: got all the gear, and he's just, he's just trying to make excuses. You reckon
1: already. sandbagging? Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. might be too. How is your knowledge of Monza? You've been hitting that up a bit?
2: i haven't i have i'm yet to have driven monza (laughs) in a supercar but i've done plenty of laps around there in a formula one and stuff like that obviously (laughs) on computer um so yeah i've there's still a couple of weeks to go or just under two weeks to go before our first round so i'm going to be putting in some big training before then and and track knowledge and and understanding the setup and that sort of thing but i'm actually just about to head into simworks because they're providing me a uh, the the simulator to race on each Wednesday night. So um thanks to them and uh yeah that it's gonna be as close to the real thing as you can get.
1: Boys who are hey,
2: oh, I was gonna ask Lee a question if that's
1: all <laughs> yeah, right go. Yes, am I allowed, no,
2: no. Go, am I allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah have you go, got that? as on. long as it's not hard. <laughs> no no no
0: I wouldn't do that to you mate. You get to ask <laughs> me the hard questions and, and I'll <laughs> yeah. I'll just flick some soft ones at you. No, I was just wondering if, <laughs> where are the drivers and the teams are. and getting all of the deliveries together and, and working on that. Has, has that work been done?
2: I hope so. <laughs> you're <laughs> actually, you're probably asking the wrong person here, um, because we're all working from home at the moment. It's it's hard to actually know where we're up to with that. But I know that you know Mitch, our our media guy, would be all over that. So, um, I you know I I know that there's actually already a livery out there for the truck assist mustang because i looked it up the other day so um my one's probably ready to go
0: <laughs> awesome uh, a tip from both of you a tip other than to
1: yourself, who,
2: who's gonna go good
1: <laughs> correct who wins uh, who's the champion the inaugural all-stars champion
2: do, do you know what i actually think the funny thing is these wild cards that enter they're probably going to come and towel us all up because they're the <laughs> ones that are sitting at home, all these young blokes without jobs, <laughs> um, you know, playing every minute of the day. Uh, you know, I think your Brody Kosteckis and, and Thomas Randall's and those guys will jump on and, and towel us up. But there's obviously guys like Shane Van who who plays a lot and, sh- and Scotty's playing a heap at the moment also with his training for IndyCar. Uh, the And, and Anton Deep Pasquale, I think, the younger generation spend a lot of time on the Sims. I think that we're going to have some great midfield battles with the older boys like me and Will and whoever else. But um, <laughs> I'm hoping I can move up the ranks as well.
1: Sean, you picking a Kiwi? Shane, for you?
0: <laughs> you know I'm not. Uh, you'll never get a pick out of me, but I think we will <laughs> <list> of... <laughs> I think the uh, list uh, that would be a conflict good. of interest. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it wouldn't take Davey Reynolds long to give me a whack if if it wasn't him. So it's just, it's just not. Hey, worth I can it. tell you one thing: it's not going to
1: be Dave
3: Reynolds. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, it's set to good. run
1: for uh, ten events from April 8 via iRacing platform and broadcast on Fox Sports and Co while Supercars and Twitch will also be providing a stream. The Supercars documentary debuts this week as well. We've touched on Inside Line, which is in the mould of the F1 docu-series Drive to Survive and follows the season of Erebus Motorsport last year. Sean, plenty of uh, colourful characters in that team. Did you have your reservations of opening the doors?
0: No, absolutely not. When, when we were planning the, the series, uh, we, we actually... We actually wanted to build something more in the mold of all or nothing. That's how we started. Okay. Yep. Um, Drive to Survive actually hadn't even come out yet when we started filming, but there was only one team that we were going to start with, right? Like <laughs> it, it was, it <laughs> was a, a an absolute obvious. no-brainer, <laughs> and, I, and I can tell you that uh, it is. I've obviously had the benefit of uh, going through every episode in a lot of detail, and. Uh, helping the team decide uh, how many of uh, Barry's swear words we needed to keep in and how many we needed to (laughs) cut. But uh, it's really good entertainment. It's a really good opportunity to see behind the scenes of a race team, see what our guys go through uh, and and generally spend some time with them with their helmets off. Because, you know, Lee will back me up here. I mean, most of the coverage – These guys are right in front of the camera at the pit carriage with a hat on or a helmet. You don't get to see the characters behind the sport as much. So this is great. And then obviously you get into the mechanics and people like Dennis in there. And it's just a great crew. uh, And they've set a really high benchmark for for moving forward.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to give everyone a very good insight of what goes on behind the scenes. But I think – I feel like it's going to be like an episode of maths What do you reckon? (laughs) (laughs) I think there'll be more bitchiness in a race than there is on on a reality TV show. Maybe that's just (laughs)
1: Tickford. Maybe we should be at Tickford next year, do you think? No, 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 no. We're different. We're
2: different to the race. (laughs) All right. right.
1: Hey, Sean, would you let your kids uh, watch it?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a censored version,
0: so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Fair enough. Um, we've got Barry Ryan standing by, so we'll wrap in a minute, Sean. A um, couple of quick ones for you. Would you let Erebus enter a third car now that the championship is underway, given the rumours about James Courtney perhaps landing there?
0: Yeah, look, in, in, anybody can. Uh, I know that that's for Barry to speak about what oh, Erebus will do, him. but don't worry. Yeah, we're yeah I know you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they've been pretty vocal about wanting to run a third car at some point. Uh, if they want to run a wild card, the back half of this year i mean that's a conversation we'll have with them once we get the calendar locked down but uh Erebus are uh, all jokes aside right and i know there's some colorful characters in there but they are a top class outfit they do a really good job and i think if they wanted to run a wild card that would sail through the commission and the board
1: yep fair call no they do a great job we love them uh something we do with all our guests sean we're glad we managed to uh get you on today we've been Keen to have you on. So uh, who is the most famous name in Sean Seymour's phone?
0: Oh, who do I speak to the most?
1: No, the most famous name. (laughs) The most famous name. Surely you've got some good contacts in the f and business world. We've had some pretty interesting names put forward.
0: Oh, I'm not going to drop a name.
1: Nah, (laughs) everyone else has. Come Come on, on.
0: Sean. Uh, Dave Reynolds.
1: (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gave us an answer, so we'll have to take it. I, I,
0: um, <laughs> I got I to take a dig at Dave any chance I get because he does the same to me. So uh,
1: yeah, no, fair call too. Fair call. Hey, Sean, thank you. We do sincerely appreciate it from everyone here at Fox Motorsport and the Loud Pedal Podcast. Thanks for giving us your time today. Yeah, All
0: right, awesome cheers, today, guys. Everyone, Sean, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Sean Seymour, CEO of Supercars. Our second guest today here on the Loud Pedal Podcast is the CEO of Erebus Motorsport, Barry Ryan. Barry, thanks for your time. We've said it so far in this episode; it's a bizarre time for everyone. How are you and Erebus
3: dealing with this situation? Yeah, certainly um, something that none of us are used to. And uh, yeah, we we shut down the shop last Friday, uh, just after lunch. Um, just made the early call, I guess, to to make sure we're in a position where everybody can be comfortable at home with their families and and uh, make their own decisions like we're not not medically um medical experts at all so Mm. i guess we just wanted to pass it over to all the individuals to say you do what makes you feel comfortable you're going to have at least two weeks off um yeah just just get through it that's it
1: yeah as sean was saying earlier on that at supercars people have taken annual leave they had lots accrued so they've been able to do that it sounds without having to to stand people down per se without pay or lose their jobs? Have people lost their jobs at Erebus or have you been able to work around that issue?
3: No, myself and obviously Betty's a big part of it, being passionate about not losing our team and, you know, getting through this. So, yeah, we're initially paying out people's sick pay that they're owed. Like, you know, you don't have to do that, but as a team we're doing that. And then, yeah, eventually we'll probably just try and get rid of everybody's accrued annual leave and – and just see from there what we can, what we can achieve. But yeah, we want to, we want to keep the doors open as much as we can and make sure as soon as we can go racing, we're ready to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, no one wants to think about it, but how long can you go into the future before those questions about viability actually become pertinent?
3: Yeah. We've done the worst case scenario that we don't race again this year and we, and we don't get any income and we sort of know what we need to, what that, that is a worst case scenario. And, um, yeah, that's that's what we're working on and we've got a plan of how we can make that work but it's it's not going to be easy on anyone but um and then we've got plans back to you know if we don't race for three months and if we don't race for six weeks and you know we've got all all the different scenarios in place and we're comfortable to to get through at least till the end of the year and um then know that hopefully we're we'll right to go for 2021 but i don't think it's going to be that bad but yeah well, let's wait and see
2: Barry, what what would your message be to
3: Sean Seymour and his
2: team as they try to come up with solutions for the for the season?
3: Uh, it's funny, I was talking to Sean uh, this morning, just a general chat, we, we chat a bit about everything and I just said, look, just just be open to whatever it needs, like if, if we have to do 14 rounds in 14 weeks, we're up for it, you know, we'll, we'll just make it happen. If, if we can only take 500 people to the track, well then mm. each car will only have six people and we might not have to be able to have pit stops and let's just have every scenario on the table. And I'm sure every, every team will work together to help each other. If we have to have people from different teams helping each other do tires and wheels, like not in pit stops, but the back of the garage, that's what we should be doing as a supercar community, I guess, to make sure we can race.
1: Lee, you'd be in for that. I'm I'm assuming every driver you do, whatever, 14 weeks, 14 races, all in. For sure,
2: yeah. I mean, we we love our sport. We're passionate about it, very passionate. Everyone that's involved, from you know, obviously the drivers all the way down to uh, the the mechanics and the guys, um, you know, sweeping the floors. Everyone wants to wants to see us back as soon as possible. And for me, I, I'd love to drive. I'd love to race every day. You know, we need a break every now and then. But if if we can get fourteen rounds in this year, then that would be fantastic. And and I think that it's something that Australia, not just motorsport fans, are thriving for. We need something to watch, and and hopefully we can give it to them.
1: Well, I know that Mark, Jess, and, and Craig, obviously when, well, Mark is commentating during sessions, but Craig and Jess would be available if there's anyone that needs to push some tyres around or do some sweeping. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you can call on those guys, Barry.
3: Yeah, yeah fine. That sounds like fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about <laughs> no, he's commentating. He's commentating. He's all
3: right. But <laughs> right now, he take me throwing some f bombs at him, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well,
1: that's a good segue, Barry. The docu series Inside Line. Uh, did you have some reservations about allowing the cameras in like this? It's pretty warts and all from what we've seen.
3: Yeah, when they started the, the start of last year, well, I guess we we all just said, "Ah, whatever. Just chuck a mic on. We're not going to change." And it's easy to say, but once a mic's on you, initially you're like, oh, I don't want to say anything. But then you forget that the mic's on you, and then you five minutes after you say it, you go, oh, sh- That was recorded. <laughs> I'm not going to swear on this. Okay, but,
1: uh, no, you can't. We, can, we can cover that.
3: Yeah, did, um, did it? Did it change the way that
2: Reynolds went about his approach, or, or does he doesn't think about it anyway? Does he?
3: <laughs> no, I think he was more. He knew the cameras on him, and he had to play up to it more. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, mine was genuine. I just forgot the cameras were on, and whatever happened, happened. And yeah, I think some of the episodes I've already seen, I'm like, oh, jeez, I'm going to get some grief <laughs> over this. <laughs> are
1: you, you going to lose any friendships over it? You didn't say anything too bad about anyone, did you?
3: Uh, I haven't seen all the episodes yet, but uh, <laughs> I, definitely, I haven't seen Back I don't really want to see that because that's not going to be pretty. But, um, but Gold Coast, I walked out and there's a few things that I definitely regret that are going to be high-profile things, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just part of the game of who I am. So people that don't like it, don't like it. But we've had a team that's been together for you know, nearly three years now. No one's left, so mm. I can't be doing too much too wrong. Well,
1: there's no point doing it <laughs> if you're not going to be honest, is it, Barry? Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, brilliant. I can't
2: wait to see it. <laughs> is there <laughs> anyone, Barry, that that you think, apart from yourself,
3: uh, it sounds like, um, that won't <laughs> be happy with the way they're going to be perceived? Uh, I think Mirko, um, uh, Anton's engineer. Me and him have a fair <laughs> few dust ups, but he, he just has—he doesn't <laughs> like the camera, so he just. He'll he'll probably go oh fuck I mean you know he's Italian and he he's fairly vocal like and I'm a little bit vocal and there's a fair few dust-ups. but he just doesn't like the camera so he's probably going to hate it but you know people like him because he's usually the innocent one and I'm yelling at him so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and we had an incident up in Townsville Barry between McLaughlin <coughs> and and Dave or should I say to Han uh, yeah but who won that battle, do you reckon?
3: Uh um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it was a, <laughs> it's hard it was hard to, hard to say, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know how far you want to go into that question, but, they definitely won, that's what I'll say, or, or I won, one of the two. Um, we well, that's the fun. one I'm looking forward to, I'm looking <laughs> forward to seeing that one. Yeah, we got under the skin, but, he still won the championship and won a lot of races, so <laughs> yeah, he won the game. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh,
1: you're being Have you watched Drive to Survive? Sorry.
3: Yeah, I, I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've you you realise you're being described as the new Gunter Steiner? <laughs> oh,
3: <no. laughs> yeah. um, It's funny. Um, we're going to try and find him at F1 and try to do an interview <laughs> together and see if yeah. yeah. we get dropped in our centres. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. No in, all
1: seri- no, in all seriousness, but it's it's fantastic that you've allowed everything to be filmed. And as we said before, it wouldn't have worked otherwise. Um, yeah. James Courtney, we had a bit of a laugh at GP <laughs> when these rumours started swirling. Is there anything going on there with JC? Is he coming to join Erebus Motorsport in a in a third car in any way, shape, and form?
3: I'll, I'll, I won't. I can't lie. I'm, I'm, I don't lie very well. And there's definitely been you know, conversations and they were getting fairly close. And obviously this whole thing happened. And yeah, you know, the, day, the day the Grand Prix got shut down was the day we were trying to sort of get to a point where we were 99.9%. So uh. it's sort of on the back burner now. But, um, you know, there's, not, there's no hiding the fact that we want to grow as a team. And whether three's the right model or not, I don't care what anybody thinks. We know whether we can do it or not. So um, we don't like following anybody else or – um, yeah, so the answer is, yeah, it was definitely close and we'd love to get him. And, you know, obviously he's um, got Boost as a good backer and love or hate them. A lot of people think that they're, um, you know, pretty loose with what they do, but it's probably going to suit us. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, we'll see, you know. he's he's obviously could be a good asset to our team. It's just, it's just another top-line driver that can help us get our cars faster. That's yep. all we want. So, we want Sean
1: earlier um sorry, Sean earlier on said that it's quite clear with a team like yours it would be very quickly put through at commission level if you wanted to run wild cards for the rest of the year. So if financially everything works given what we're going through, you're still hoping to make something happen with him then by the sounds of it. Yeah,
3: it'd, it'd be it'd be good too, yeah. I yeah. think it'd be good for our team, you know. We're we're not gonna hide behind it. We've had some buck ups in the last twelve, eighteen months with pit stops and stuff and Sometimes it doesn't look like we're ready to run two cars, let alone three. But I think sometimes making that step could actually be better because we can train some staff better and um, step some guys up. That when they then come back to the two car model, they're actually got more experience. So I think um, there's lots of positives we can see in doing it, and also again, like having another driver that can run up the front to get our cars faster. So Barry, have you got enough? Have you got enough staff to run a third at the moment? Uh, yeah, oh, probably not. no. <laughs> we've got um but we've got a lot of good people that we've got relationships with over the last few years that are just motorsport people that um, know the game, that you could chuck in for a weekend warrior and that they'd be fine. But we've got a couple of guys here that we really need to give you the opportunity to step up, so guys that could run the garage, no problem and learn at the same time, like I was saying before. and and lead a, a bunch of good motorsport guys that know the game. And um, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got a fast car. You do the tire pressures properly, and you do a decent wheel change. You can you can go all right. You, the first thing is having a fast car.
1: You said before that you're honest. <laughs> Simona Di Silvestro has she been part of those discussions? Has there been any word with her or her representatives about perhaps being part of something? Barry, yeah. you've got you are gone quiet on me on that one. You don't like. No, sorry,
3: <laughs> somebody tried to ring me and I just declined him, and it went blank. <laughs> because he I thought because he couldn't lie, he just will say
1: anything. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a no. silent treatment. Did you hear the question? No. Man?
3: Yeah, I was about Simona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I've I've heard her name obviously mentioned, and it's, it hasn't been real recent or anything, but um, yeah, she. Certainly couldn't be a bad person to have as a co driver in a third car. Like she's got main game experience and she'd be as good as nearly all the co drivers out there, I think. So, apart from Will and Brody, probably. Um,
1: Barry, we always do this with our guests. Uh, You're like like
3: Facebook Stubbsy. As soon as you say something, it's like you already know.
1: Hey, hey, (laughs) I'm a turnover.
3: You know when on, you mate. get on Facebook and you look and you go, I just said that five minutes ago and it's got an ad? <laughs> hey, we're, 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 like open in. we're open to ads yeah. and
1: sponsors as well. So uh, if anyone wants to come on board, uh, we'll take you. Um, Barry, we do this with all our guests. Who yep. is the most famous person in your phone? And you can't say Dave Reynolds because Sean just said Dave Reynolds.
3: In my phone? Um, <laughs> Either Micah Hackerton or Bern Schneider, probably. probably oh. So probably Mika Hackerton.
1: When was the last time you spoke to Mika
3: uh, When we went to China in uh, 15, I think it was, 2015. Yeah.
1: And how'd that relationship come about
3: over the years? I just threw him in A&G when we went there. And we ran the SLS over there with, um, yep. with A&G support. And Mika drove with us with uh, young Matt Solomon. And um, yeah, that was one of the best weekends ever. Like, he's just a, a legend to deal with. And his manager was very, um, I guess, don't talk to Mika. Um, but then <laughs> Mika realized that the Owens are pretty cool. He was telling his manager to piss off and he just wanted to be involved with us and party with us and you know, sit down. I, was, I remember sitting down with him, one side of me, and young Matt Solomon, the other, with in car videos and data trying to show Mika how to go as fast as Matt Solomon. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. In the next session, Matt couldn't get near him. He just smashed him. So, yeah, it's just a. it was a cool weekend and That's a cool, cool person to deal with, yeah.
1: Is a party with Mika as cool as a party with Kimmy? That would oh, be I don't really
3: know. Cool. I, I think Kimmy would be the best, but Mika was pretty bloody good. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barry, it's great to have a laugh at these times. It's good to have a distraction. We appreciate you coming on. And, and being honest, It uh, yeah, always helps nice. to make a podcast a little more... Uh, uh, beneficial for everyone if you have uh, guests that are have awesome. had two that have been today. Barry, thanks for your time. We'll yeah, catch cool. up with you when we get to get back to the track. No worries. Cheers, guys. Thanks, uh, actually, Barry. Actually, before you go, Baz, I wanted yeah. to ask you about um, this. your work with coronavirus within the team. You've put some engineers onto a, onto a project that sounds really cool. Can you give us a, any sort of update or insight to that?
3: Yeah, I won't go into too much detail, but, yeah, one of our engineers, Mirko, um, Alistair's um, race engineer, he's pretty close with it because he's obviously italian and that's devastating over there Mm. and yeah he's seen some of the things that they're doing over there and he, he suggested some of those things here and um they're not happening here yet so we're trying to make it happen here and it's definitely working in italy so you know we've had some good conversations already with dr carl through supercars and yeah there's two particular things we're working on that we can hopefully help with and they only started about 36 hours ago, and we've already got two um, prototypes of what he wanted, and or what Mirko had suggested they're doing, and then Doctor Carl put his spin on it. So, yeah, we're hopefully these things are going to be really good for helping save lives, because that's that's what it's going to come down to very very soon, or it already is. But I think, um yeah, whatever we can do, it's you know we're, we're motorsport people, but we've obviously got some smart engineers and some labour here that we can we can use to. Get some of these things happening,
1: no that's, that's very fantastic. cool. That's awesome to hear a positive like that, and great minds being used to their maximum at a time when they perhaps uh, aren't getting the output they normally would. So, I think Walk and Shaw have suggested they're, they're looking at a similar sort of uh, avenue as well. So, very cool. And once again, Barry, thanks for your time.
3: Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers, All Barry. right, we'll
1: catch up yeah. with Barry Ryan again soon. Part one of the inside line of season with Erebus Motorsport. It's available only on Foxtel. That's channel five oh six and KO Sports this Tuesday, March thirty one at seven pm. Thursdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. After that, if you're a late listener to this, check your Foxtel guide for replays. Also, the All Stars E Series, April eighth on Fox. Cheer on Lee for us. But before we go, we've <laughs> got to have our lethal weapons for this episode, Lee.
2: You know, yeah, you know what? I'd I'd love to, I'd love to have something to talk about in racing terms, but. I guess you know there's only one thing on everyone's minds at the moment and that's getting through this whole coronavirus yeah pandemic and and the best thing I can suggest for everyone is just to listen to the health experts stay at home as much as you can isolate keep everyone safe let's get through this as quickly as we can and and so we can get racing again really I mean <laughs> um we all want everyone to be safe mm. and and healthy on a you know on a serious note but um, but also, it'll help us get back to doing what we love and uh, and enjoying going racing again. So, best of luck to everyone and stay safe.
1: Absolutely, lethal's weapon lining up those that aren't doing as advised, and uh, that's a that's a fair call. Lethal, mate. Thank you. Great to catch up with you. Stay safe and stay fit, and good luck with the All Stars E Series. We will catch up. We'll have some more special podcasts coming up. Uh, in the next few weeks. Lee, thanks for your time.
2: Thanks, Dovesy. Cheers, buddy.
1: All right, don't forget everyone at home to subscribe through your preferred podcast provider. And we'll be back again soon here on the Loud Pedal podcast.